2: zbn.net Place where fact
4: is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. This is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, worldwide. Toll free 1 800 610 7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On all social media sites, XZone Radio TV, and of course our website where you can listen to past shows, TV.com. My guest this hour is Alexandra Lane, and she is the author of A Vision of Angels. Now, there are times when extraordinary things happen in our lives that defy logic. Well, reasoning and or medical explanation sometimes just make no sense. Things that should not happen, happen. For example, when a person survives an auto accident that should have robbed them of their existence here on Earth, or an individual that is completely healed of a terminal disease before any medical treatment has been given. Now, over the years, ExoNation, you know for a fact that we have had people from all over the world, all walks of life, all believers in different religious philosophies, who all talk about angels, guardian angels, angels that have protected them, that have guided them. I believe in angels. I really do. I don't believe in UFOs. I don't believe in Bigfoot. But you know what? I believe in angels. A vision of angels is a powerful story of redemption and hope and how luck has no place in the presence of miracles. The story crosses the boundaries of everyday real world and uh, takes the reader on a look at a very different world, a place that will dismantle logic and dispel human understanding, a place that is also the home of an infinite, infinite host of spiritual beings known to us as angels. Joining me now is Alexandra Lane. She is the author of A Vision of Angels. And Alexandra, welcome to the X-Zone.
5: Thank you,
0: Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. It's
4: great talking to you. As I said, I believe in angels. I believe I have seen an angel. And I'd just like to share with you and the listening audience. My brother, uh, who is younger than I am, uh, this is going back several years, at the time they had just introduced baby food into cans. And at the time, they did not have that, that protective sealant that all cans have now. And my mother opened up the can of baby food and, well, to make a long story short, my brother contacted Toma and my brother had Tomaine poisoning. He was rushed to the hospital. Everybody gathered at my grandmother's house expecting the worst. And they were just waiting for the phone call. But I looked at, and I saw this person who was in the kitchen, all my aunts and my uncles were there, and this man is just looking at me, and he had a smile on his face. He, he was a warm, there was a warmth, there was a glow, there was a feeling of safety and comfort. And my grandmother looked at me and said, what are you looking at? And I said, that man over there. And when I pointed back to where that man was standing seconds before, there was no one there. At that very moment, the phone rang. It was my mother from the hospital saying that my brother was going to be all right. Ever since that moment, and I must have been five or six years old, I believe in angels.
0: Wow, what an incredible story. And I hear so many stories like that, Rob, from people, Mm -hmm. from television, from just friends of people saying that Someone appeared in their lives at a time where devastation or when they were in a bad accident and then they never saw the person or the uh, people that showed up to help at the accident, never saw the person leave, never saw anyone standing there with them. I hear so many stories like this, incredible stories, wonderful stories.
4: Your book, A Vision of Angels, what was your inspiration for writing this book?
0: Basically, Rob, I was sitting down one day watching TV. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a gentleman on the television, and he was a uh, paragliding. His paraglider malfunctioned, and he came plummeting down to earth and hit the ground. Now, our laws of physics tell us that if we fall from a very high height, we're either going to, you know, enter into an untimely demise, mm-hmm. or we're going to break every bone in our body. If this man was able to get up and walk away from this incident and go on the talk show and tell everybody that he lived, which was wonderful. But then he turned around and said, I was so lucky. I said, wow. So I was thinking, is that really luck? Or is that some type of design intervention?
4: All right, we're going to have a bit and of a so cliffhanger that- here because I have to take a two-minute commercial break. exonation Nation. A Vision of Angels by Alexandra Lane is the topic this hour here in the Exxon. And her website is alexandralane.tateauthor.com. And Alexandra and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes talking about angels here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
1: If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Offer. Contact me through my website, a guiding light, spelled L-I-T-E dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Alexandra Lane is my special guest, and we're talking about angels this hour here on the Exxon. And as many of you know who have been following this show for the past 22 years, I believe in angels. The name of her book is A Vision of Angels, and her website is www.alexandralane.tateauthor.com. I'm sorry we had to cut you off there, but we had to take our commercial break. We were talking about this, the inspiration for your book, where you watched this paraglider fall. He should have either ended his life a little earlier than he anticipated or should have been smashed up, but he wasn't. And this started you on your quest.
0: Yes, it did. Because I, like you, Rob, I truly do believe in angels. And when something incredible, or shall I say miraculous, mm-hmm. happens, you just can't chalk it up to luck, but you've got to kind of look at what else is going on. So I wanted to sit down and write a book that showed what angels look like working in the background for us every day. I wanted to write a story that shows when people are on a journey, things happen in life. And angels are just making things happen. Sometimes we don't see when they're making things mm-hmm. happen, and sometimes we do see, like you did with your brother. Yeah. But sometimes we don't see. So I wanted to show what it kind of looks like behind the scenes and sometimes when it's right there in your face. And that's what I wanted people to kind of know. Instead of saying, I was so lucky, recognize where that's coming from. Mm-hmm.
4: Let me ask you this. Why do you, why do you Alexandra Lane, believe in angels?
0: Um, let me kind of tell you about a story that happened to me when, actually, when I was a little girl, maybe okay. around nine or ten. Uh, we went out to the lake, and we to have a great big family picnic. There were several families there. Everybody was setting up tables, getting the barbecue pitch ready. Us kids, we went out into the lake, and we were just playing around into the lake, and uh, I happened to look to my desk, and then I saw this little girl out there, and she was flailing her arms were flailing about as though she was in trouble she had a look of fear all over her face and i could see that she was in trouble and she couldn't swim and by the way neither can i Uh so i looked to shore i i looked to shore and i saw that all the adults were occupied with getting the picnic and the barbecue grills and everything going they didn't see her there was no time for me to go and say hey she needs help because she was going under So basically, I go over and I stretch my hand to her, but because she's so panicked, Mm -hmm. she starts to pull me out to her and kind of pull me under a little bit. So, of course, now I'm afraid. Our hands, of course, disconnect, and I still see her out there fighting. Now, keep in mind, I'm a little girl myself, so I'm afraid because I don't know how to swim. And she made me even more afraid when she pulled me out further. So basically, something would not let me quit on this little girl would not let me walk away from her. So I stretched my hand out there again and said, God, please. And with everything I had in me, I just grabbed her fingers and I just pulled as hard as I could. Now I got her in, nothing happened with her, but I know that wasn't me. It wasn't just me pulling her in because I'm a child myself and I mm-hmm. can't swim and I was just in grip with everything on the, um, in the lake, but it wasn't her time to go. So I was the vehicle that was being used to bring her in. And that was my journey. That was my start into believing there is something more going on here, and that's where the angels start coming into play.
4: Tell me about your book.
0: Okay. My book is about Max and Minty. Now, first of all, the book, the story, is a work of fiction. Mm -hmm. And the two main characters in the book, the things that happen to them, it's also a work of fiction. But there are some things in the book that are based off of true events. And the reader is going to be pleasantly surprised with what will be revealed to them when they read the book. But it's about you have troubled lives. Things happen in people's lives that are not always good. But it's about not losing hope. And it's about keeping faith. And when you do that, it kind of activates the angels into action because they see that you're still holding on, mm-hmm. and they'll do everything in their power to get you in the right direction, to pull you not only out of your situation, but up, and get you going into the right direction and to what your purpose in life truly is.
4: How do we know what our purpose in life truly is, Alexandra? Many people search that well, for their, throughout their entire lives.
0: Exactly. Exactly. We don't always know what our purpose Some people, have you ever noticed some people say, well, I always knew at the age of five or six what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be, and they go off and do that. Mm -hmm. But then there are people like me who don't always know their purpose in life, and so you just kind of muddle along in life, and you're trying to figure things out. But people say that if you just listen sometimes, if you meditate, if you kind of in the still of the night when everybody's asleep and just kind of listen sometimes, sometimes things come to you. And it's not necessarily you, but it's sometimes your angel trying to give you messages and you just gotta be open to that. And so when we are open to those subtle messages, then we have a tendency to kind of listen and start getting on the right path to finding out what our purpose is in life.
4: How can you how can we, in your opinion, better communicate with angels?
0: Better communicate? Oh boy, I wish I could tell you that. To me mm-hmm. it's through when, like I said, in those moments of meditation, when you're sitting down and nobody else is around and you're listening and you're praying and you're asking God to be to speak to you, to kind of come into your heart so that you can hear what it is that he wants you to do. So right. it's about that oneness that you have with God. It's about tuning in and, and listening. Because sometimes God doesn't always talk to us through, you know, like when we're sitting there praying, but sometimes God will send someone, Mm -hmm. and they will say the very thing that you were probably thinking or the very thing that popped into your head that you were trying to dismiss, because you're thinking, okay, maybe not, maybe it sounds a little bit too different or too weird. But sometimes God will send somebody your way to confirm what he put in your head. To let you know, yes, this is right, this is good. He's communicating.
4: Do you believe in guardian angels?
0: Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're there to help us um, in times of need, in times of trouble, uh, just to help guide us in life. I think they want us sometimes to ask them, show me, you know, the way, or show me and help me with various things. Um I believe guardian angels are sent by God for us so that we can get through this life and do the right thing in this world. I believe that we're here to do good things, to do loving things, to help people, and get to what God, want, what God really wants us to do.
4: So it's all part of the plan.
0: I think so, Rob. I really do. I mean, I don't believe that we're born into this world to live, work, die, and then that's it. It's all over with. I believe that we're sent here to do a work, and then when we leave here, we go to another place, but we're doing something even more, even better, even for granted. So I believe, yes, absolutely.
4: It's says, uh, just like when we were in school, we started in kindergarten, and as we learned throughout the year, we got promoted to grade one, two, three, four, and five. And I've heard this I've heard this told to me by so many people who, who have had interaction with angels and they, they communicate with angels in their sleep and meditative states. And it seems that we're on a, we are here on this plane in this existence to grow, to learn, to make us better. It's a wonderful yeah. thing. You know, it's, it's like this is one great journey we're all on.
0: Exactly, exactly, and it's a journey that we're ever learning, like you yeah. said, and basically, if we just stay careful, if we just stay in the presence of, you know, God and what it is that He wants us to do, we will do the right thing and get mm-hmm. on the right path and find out what our purpose truly is here in life. I mean, some of us will work at certain things and do certain things for years yeah. because we're in a comfort zone. And you don't want to get out of that comfort zone. But when you truly want to find out what your purpose is, sometimes it'll pull you out of that comfort zone, and that's really scary for a lot of people. But if we trust it mm-hmm. and just go with it, a lot of times we'll find out, wow, I should have been over here all this time, doing this all this time, and we'll realize just how much it fits you.
4: It's amazing when I talk to people about angels, how many children see angels. And yet, as we, yeah. as we teach our children that there is no such thing as a man, as a cow that jumps over the moon, and a, and a lady that flies on the back of a goose, and the list goes on and on. It seems so redundant that we bring our children into a world of fantasy just to pull the carpet out from under them as they grow a little older. But all these children all have stories about angels or invisible friends.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So why do you think it Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Why do, why do you think it is that we we do this to our children? You know, you're not... You know, what do you mean, angels? What do you mean, invisible friends? Come on, you're, you, this is all in your imagination. <laughs>
0: No, not at all. As to why, well, I I don't want to destroy anything for any kids out there. As to one myth that we constantly throw at them, and then when they get older, we say, no, unfortunately, that doesn't exist. That person is not real. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we have them believe in the angelic beings that are really truly there for them, to me, that makes more sense. As to why children can see them oftentimes, and maybe we can't, I believe it's because they're open. They're receptive. The innocence of children. Yeah. Children are not, you know, bottled down or bagged down with a lot of things and excesses in life, uh, all the negatives in life. They're innocent beings with a lot of love in their hearts. So you're able to communicate with them and show them things better versus us as adults, Mm -hmm. who we have everything, the logic, the reasoning, well, it doesn't make sense. Or, you know, we're taught a certain way. So
5: we're not as open, we're not as receptive.
4: It's sort of kind of easy sometimes for us. Alexandra, please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. We'll be back shortly. XO Nation, Alexandra Lane is my very special guest this hour. We're talking about angels. Alexandra is the author of A Vision of Angels, and her website is www.alexandralane.org tateauthor.com that's www.alexandralane.tateauthor.com and once again the name of her book is a vision of angels alexandra and i will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the x-zone from our broadcast center in hamilton ontario canada my name is rob mcconnell don't go away Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1. fifty per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. 9, 8. Now you can dial in to listen to the X-Zone Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell, 24-7-365, by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24 7
2: and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Stargazing
5: Week
3: of june 2nd to june 8th on the x zone there's plenty of romantic energy in the agenda this week even if you might not be able to think straight june is relatively quiet compared to the last two months the only big issue is mercury turning retrograde june 7th through july 1st the communication breakdown cycle begins in cancer the sign of family food home and emotions then it goes backwards into mental gemini Plan to do a lot of short, quick projects this month rather than taking on something excessive. It would be good to catch up with old friends or to learn something new. This is the final month of Jupiter in Cancer. The purpose has been to create a life that includes more nurturing, both for yourself and others. Monday the 2nd is particularly a good day for sharing with others. Remember that Mercury turns retrograde at the end of the week, so take care of communications and date scheduling now. On Wednesday, the love planet Venus and Taurus will embrace enchanting Neptune in a supportive sextile. This aspect guarantees that Earth and water signs will enjoy succumbing to the hypnotic spell of their sweetheart. Creative pursuits are also favored. There are two grand trines on Thursday the 5th. This is auspicious, but it moves through very quickly. Do something nice for yourself. One triangle is the feeling of water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. The other is the practical earth signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Be productive, but make sure your emotions are engaged in projects towards the end of the week. Then on Friday, the sun is in Gemini, and that will be a supportive link to Uranus. High-voltage energy along with clever ability to move forward in your progressive personal agenda will become second major. Everyone will enjoy focusing on what promotes their individual expression. In fact, this is what will make you come alive. The moon is in social Libra for the weekend. Confirm your plans and practice adaptability because Mercury turns retrograde on Saturday. That trickster planet is ready to cause trouble again. Mercury retrograde begins in sentimental cancer but will spin backward until July 1st. You might spend more time strolling down memory lane or dwelling on a family situation you wish you could do over. If you open your heart into it, maybe you can.
4: And for more information about Elizabeth Joyce and her readings, if you'd like to contact her for a one-on-one private consultation, her website is www new-visions.com that's www.new-visions.com we're talking about angels this hour here in the X-Zone we're talking to the author of a true story but the book is a fiction or I'm sorry, is a non-fiction and the name of the book is A Vision of Angels by Alexandra Lane and Alexandra, thank you very much for joining us but I have to ask you a question, Alexandra I've heard of good angels, everybody has, but is there such a thing as a bad angel or an evil angel?
0: Well, yeah. Um, well, in my opinion, yes, because there are things out there that um, people have, I've heard stories from people that have told me things that they've seen that I'm like, really, or things that they've heard that kind of makes your hair stand up just a little bit, but these are things that didn't leave them feeling good or feeling you know at ease these were things that put a great deal of fear in them and so yes you have god's angels out there but you gotta also remember that there's always something out there trying to counter the goodness of god trying to bring down or bring a person to that side of darkness and so yes And people should be very aware that they are out there, unfortunately.
4: Can you share with us some of the angel stories that have been related to you over the years?
0: Some of the angel stories that people have told me? Well, I'd be happy to. Um, My grandmother, that's one, I'll start with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Before this became a book, it was a manuscript. And I remember I took it to her. And I asked her, I said, do you want to look at the children, and tell me what you think? And she said, sure. So a few hours later, I went back to the room and she had tears in her eyes. And I said, why are you crying? And she said, because I'm reading the part where you're describing the angels. And I said, okay. And she said, well, I've seen them. I said, okay, tell me what you mean. So she said, well, sit down and i talk to you. My grandmother had a heart attack. Oh, and she was out in public and she passed out. Um, on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. she said she remembers her spirit leaving her body. So this is, of course, a near-death experience that you've probably heard of before so many times.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said she could see her body down on the ground, and she said, of course, like all the others, you are drawn toward that light. So she said when she got to that of when she crossed over into that light, she said the most beautiful things you've ever seen, she said, I don't even have words to describe how beautiful they were. She said they were like light, but it was the most beautiful light you've ever seen. And she said, I can't want words to explain to you the magnificence of what I saw. And so when I was reading your story and you were talking about the angels of light, it brought tears to my eyes because I remembered that moment and it was the most wonderful, glorious moment she had ever, she had ever experienced. So that kind of confirmed even more so What I was writing about, I always believe in angels and I always believe that they're there. But when you hear someone tell that story of what they experienced and the emotion that rises up in them when they're talking about it, because she wasn't the only one I spoke to that had seen angels, but I have a friend that also went through the near-death experience, and he described what he saw as well. And it's always incredible. It's always beautiful. It's always indescribable
4: the characters in your book are they are they taken from someone's life that you know do they represent anyone that you know
0: yes Um, that's why when I said the story itself is fiction and Mm -hmm. the things that happen to the characters in the book is fiction but the book itself is based off of some true events that have happened in our history. And so, yes, when the reader begins to read, if they are a history buff, they will begin to kind of pick it up. But it is based off of someone in our history. Yes, absolutely.
4: Why did you do it in, in, as, a, as, as a basic fictional book instead of doing it as, as a novel?
0: Um, simply because... Well, keep in mind, I'm kinda guessing when I do this, this is not anything that anybody can document and say that this has happened. Mm-hmm. This is something that I'm saying, Wow, what if it happened this way? Uh. So I just stretch my imagination and I said, What if when this person got here this happened? Or what if, you know, and it's kinda like it's based off some things that I've heard mm-hmm. people say to me I like about things that you have heard or whispers that they've heard. So I've kind of incorporated several things into the book and I said, Wow, what did this happen to this person when they were going on this journey? And so that's me using my imagination just trying to say what if.
4: What was Showing
0: the hard how- oh, sorry? Look.
4: What was the hardest Showing part how- what was the hardest part for you as an author writing this book?
0: Wow, when I started writing it. Believe it or not, Rob, it was supposed to be um, five, seven, eight pages long as all as I wanted to write because Six. I wanted to submit it to a magazine or a newspaper and just have someone read it. Right. But the more I kept writing, it just kept going and going and going. So things kept coming to me. Um, when I kept saying, I'm going to put the pen down now and I'm going to just you know, take it from here. No, nope. more stuff kept coming to me. So it wasn't terribly hard. I think more than anything, it was the you know editing of certain things in the mm-hmm. book that you had to do, but the story stuff just kept evolving and kept evolving and i I had a fantastic time writing this story.
4: Is this the first book you've written?
0: Yes, it is yes, it is
4: and after you wrote your manuscript you you told us what your how the reaction of your grandmother. What about your friends? What did they say when they realized that you, Alexandra Lane, had written a book, you know, about angels?
0: I know. They looked at you really strange, right? <laughs> well, they looked at me and, it, you know, kind of shocked, kind of mm-hmm. surprised, and, and they said, wow, really? Um, but they were delighted and happy at the same time because, yes, yeah, you got to keep in mind... Um, when I finished with school, I went on into banking. So my whole life, most of it, my adult life anyway, has been around banking um, and being a manager there. But to turn all of a sudden and start writing a book about a vision of angels and what it looks like, what they look like working for us behind the scenes Mm -hmm. was something I never, ever uh, thought about doing. It wasn't anything that was on my plate. So once again, remember we were talking about purpose in life? Yes. Well, for a long time, you work in an industry and then all of a sudden something happens and it triggers something in you and you just start doing it. And then next thing you know, you're on this different path completely. And that's where I believe sometimes, you know, you got to step out of your comfort zone and I had to step out of my comfort zone, which wasn't easy, and to come over to here, which I'm enjoying.
4: Do you think that this... Book was part of your destiny?
0: I believe that this, yes, yeah, I do. I believe this story is, you know, there's a lot of people, Rob, that's going through some difficult times out there. Mm-hmm. I wanted to write this story to kind of like let people not lose hope, not lose faith, because there's always the negative. You know how the ratings are always based around the negative? Yeah. I wanted to bring some positive in there to let people know you have something to look forward to. And yes, if you're going through a difficult time or a dark time, don't give up. Don't lose hope because you're not by yourself. There are beings, angels out there willing to stand and help and work with you, but Mm -hmm. you just can't lose hope. And this book that I wrote, I'm just hoping that I took a person's life that, if you want to talk about having it bad, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> this person had it pretty bad, uh, the two main characters, but they never lost hope. And that's the one story I wanted to, you know, put out there.
4: Sure, it sounds like your 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 book is not only about angels, but it's also about maintaining your inspiration and maintaining your, your, your sight, knowing that it's always darkest by, before the dawn.
5: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, because oftentimes, Rob, also, when things are at their worst sometimes in Mm -hmm. people's life, they have a tendency to take a, a path that's not the right path. Yeah. So what I guess I'm trying to get across is that, yes, sometimes things happen, but hang in there, stay on the path. Let God put you on the path that you're supposed to be on. Let Him guide you, and don't jump over onto the road is going to take you even worse than where you are today.
4: How has writing your book changed, if any, your religious beliefs?
0: I've always believed in God Mm -hmm. and His angels. I've always believed in Him being here for us. And Rob, if anybody can talk about difficult times and, and tough times and not having or uh, just getting moments of just totally broke, that would be me. Um, But the one thing I never lost sight of, Mm -hmm. and that is the angels and God. God sending his angels to work on my behalf to pull me out of the situation that I was in. I never lost sight of that. I always kept that in my view. And I believe because of my faith and because I would never lose hope, I was pulled out of that. And then I was, next thing you know, I was in college. Next thing you know, I'm in banking. Next thing you know, I'm a manager. Next thing you know, things are changing, evolving. He's making things happen, but still, he was still working, trying to get me still going in the right direction. You understand what I'm
4: saying? I sure do. I sure do. Um, You know, we've talked about angels. Good and bad. We've we've talked about miracles. We've shared some of the stories that people have shared with you. Why do you think in today's world so many so many people are looking to the paranormal and supernatural for answers? Where ten years ago they wouldn't be. That is a wonderful
0: question, and I and I wish I had this dynamic answer to give you, but. Mm. The thing about it is this, when I was talking to you earlier about luck and how people say, well, I was lucky, it is so easier to say luck versus if you say, I was blessed, or if you say, you know, there was an angel on my side. For Mm -hmm. some reason, you get looked at strange if you say God had a hand in it. But it's okay to say, I was lucky, and I don't know why. Um, As to why it's easier to talk about paranormal or different things and not... The society today, we seem to be drifting more and far away from God, from what we used to believe years ago. It was okay, like you said, to talk about angels, to talk about God, to talk about things. But today, if we talk about it in a setting, we're in trouble. Don't bring that up.
4: Oh yeah, because we don't have talk to. Be... About that. We all have to be politically correct these days, don't we?
0: Exactly, exactly. And if you remember, Rob, there was a time that we could talk about it, and it was perfectly accessible, um, and everybody understood. Today, you're almost in trouble if you bring it up.
4: (laughs) Alexandra, please stand by, dear. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. ExoNation, Alexandra Lane is my special guest. She's the author of A Vision of Angels, and her website is author com and we'll be back on the other side of the short break. Don't go away. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. there is a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com, and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Exo Nation, Alexandra Lane is my special guest. Uh, She's the author of A Vision of Angels, and her website is www.alexandralane.tateauthor.com. First of all, uh, Alexandra, thanks so much for joining us tonight here on the Exxon. I wish you much success. I love stories about angels. I believe that they come to us in our time of need, that they come to us to protect us, to guide us, and that they are truly emissaries for the one on high. I think that in today's world, we are way too politically correct. I believe that if you want to talk about religion in your classroom, you should be able to. If you want to say the Lord's Prayer in your classroom, you should be able to. And if there's anybody who doesn't like what we do in our countries based on our freedom and democracy, I have one simple message for them. Where, the, where their plane landed, it takes off from. But that's just my <laughs> opinion.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> you yes, know, I remember that you could pray in the classroom. It yeah. was okay. Uh, Now, like you said, it's politically incorrect. Um, It takes one voice sometimes to say, I don't want, or I feel like this is, uh, you're invading my right, and next thing you know, everything X-ed out. Um, I want to keep God in our lives, in this world. I want us to continue to talk about Him, His angels, and what He's trying to do for us, because I think the further we get away from Him, the worse things are becoming. So... The angels, God, all all of that need to still continue to be in this world today, because without Him, without the divine guidance of the angels, I believe we're pushing ourselves into a very dark place, and that's where we don't want to go. And that's why I wrote this book, and that's why my next book is also going to be about angels, because, and God and His angels, because I want people to realize He's still there. The angels are still there. I don't want us to just push them out of the way.
4: You know it's so easy to find them. All you have to do is open up your heart. It's that simple and say,, you, you know, they're waiting. They're waiting for the invitation.
0: There you go. Alex. You're right.
4: Alexander, we have about one minute left. What is the message that you would like to share with the world tonight?
0: Stay prayerful. And sometimes meditate. and sometimes listen to the things that are floating around in your spirit and in your heart and never lose faith, and never lose hope, and know that your angels are there to guide you, even through the most difficult times in your life. Know that they're there to help you, and guide you, and protect you. Please believe that.
4: And I'd just like to add one more thing to that. You're never alone. Never.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. I couldn't have said it better.
4: Alexandra, I want to thank you once again. Uh, Let our listeners know how they can find a copy of your book.
0: Yes, they can go to amazon.com, they can go to barnesandnoble.com, they can also go to my website, alexandralayne.kauthor.com. If they want to talk to me through email, they can do alexandralane 6 at gmail.com.
4: It's that simple. Alexandra, I wish you continued success. I'd love to have you back on when you're finished your next book so we can talk more about my favorite subject, angels.
0: Oh, thank you, Rob, I
4: would love to. Take care of yourself, my dear. Once again, congratulations. Exxon Nation, Alexandra Lane has been my guest this hour. She's the author of A Vision of Angels, and her website is www.alexandralane.tateauthor.com. I'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.